If this was 20 years ago, this would be the biggest conversation in the world. But baseball has lost its cultural cachet. Why is Shohei Otani such a big deal? Because he's the best hitter in baseball. And he's also a top 20 pitcher. He does both ways. It would be like if Mbappe was scoring all his goals and he was the goalie. It'd be like if Tom Brady <laughs> was go. the best cornerback or defensive yeah, yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. That's crazy, yeah. It's unbelievable. This guy should be the biggest thing in the world. But he's not because baseball is just not that famous anymore. Uh, welcome to another episode of Not Investment Advice. We've got Jack Butcher, Trunk Fan, Bilal Zaidi, all here. Almost Christmas, boys. And we, Jack's been living the life in Miami, sunshine, living. How's it been, mate? You're back from Art Basel, yeah? Yeah, I just got back last night, boys. How was it? Saw so you marking up a Ferrari. Very you were good. very much in your, in your element there. Mate, knackering week, but, in, but excellent. Manifesting. Was- Jack has <laughs> manifested. <laughs> yeah. All of his favorite brands. Wait, can we? Wasn't it just like three months ago when we were the hypothetical what brand you want to work with? Jack's yeah, like, that was the AMA question. Oh, well, man. well, we were. It was a Ferrari. It wasn't with Ferrari, the brand. It's a friend of mine owns the car. So, oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, well healed individual. Mr. A well healed yeah. friend. Exactly. A friend of means. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Jack, what was what was uh what was it like this year? Because it's it's just I guess it's finished now, right? Yeah. So excuse me. So last year, if you guys remember, I did that clock. Did we talk about that yeah, last yeah. year? Yeah. Marked yeah. up this clock with uh, collaborate with a guy called Benzi on that. He has uh, this whole practice that revolves around these IBM punch clocks. So he's bought up all these 19, 1920s, 1930s punch clocks and converted them into. They have a digital display in them. He's a video artist, so he'll produce videos, put them in the clocks, and he collaborated with a bunch of artists to basically customize the outside of the clocks. And he hit me up a couple of months ago. He has like a semi-permanent space in Wynwood in Miami, the arts district there. And he, he was like, if you want to display some work in the space, let's do a joint exhibit. So I got down there last Monday, and we were setting this space up, and... uh yeah, put some uh, put some work on the walls. Put a couple of little events together. Did the Ferrari mural with a friend of mine who's launching this um, company called Cartainers. So what they are is they're essentially, they're essentially shipping containers that have been converted into display cases for cars. Oh, so like whoa. Yeah, they, uh, you need to be out. of means to use that. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, that's the phrase of the week. Of means, <laughs> I'm not using that. For my my parents weren't using that for their 1993 Corolla and yeah, 2001 Caravan. I want to call out that trunk changed from I'm not to your parents because then you realize you got a Tesla and then yeah, but like, yo, that ain't, <laughs> you ain't gonna put that in. A, I mean, might put a Cybertruck in there. Oh wait, so this, this is, is sick. Car. Yeah, this is the car that we did it on. Um, but they uh, they were down there. There's a concourse club in Miami that had a race on for the weekend. He was going to show the product at and then we just came up with the idea to do a little mural parked outside the gallery on saturday perfect that was so much fun um yeah that was one part of it had a bunch of work on display inside um had people in from all over popping in meeting people it was a good time what have you got a picture of that the ferrari marked up ferrari there yeah let me see let me see that was pretty cool and while you're pulling up, we have to 
reference the hat you're wearing roscoe's chicken and waffles hat absolutely fire much what's going on there mate that is beautiful yeah so this is uh a shout out to mad happy okay Northern brand they do this not incredible. sponsored but no no unsponsored unsponsored I actually tried to negotiate a collaboration with them a while ago oh it yeah didn't come off so maybe we can revisit the conversation <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you're listening but um cool, uh, great brand out of la they do these little collaborations with uh cult brands that wouldn't produce what may not produce their own merch which i think we've seen a lot more of recently right it's like kith is also doing incredible stuff in that world with uh collaborating with brands that aren't uh native to fashion so this is the car is it working on your side oh yeah look yeah. at that beautiful so this is in a cartainer thing as well yeah 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 so we took and a then bunch you've of got the visualized that or you've got the check wait stuff hold on, on a second here so this ferrari 200k plus is just sitting in a container <laughs> a cartainer a sticker on like, this has got to be 400 driving? i would think is there any driving going on of this thing what are, what are the clicks on this right now we drove it we drove it around the block a few times but nothing much more than that oh my man okay okay of means theme oh, I saw check of there. means it's yeah. so good yeah. <laughs> and well, then, speaking uh, of, uh, let me show you the space this is the the space we put together so this is a clock uh, those this are was, clocks from last year yeah we had some man, digital displays sick, up uh, oh, i remember the clock had this wall up and we haven't talked about this opepon project much on the pod but did this um display of all the different artwork from that collection and then did this in person um like we made the sets in person so spray painting the pieces stencil on. putting them all together um and that those are going to become digital artwork this week so i'm back home scanning Mate, them up that's sick putting them on do you know what's sick because people have been so used to seeing your digital stuff but then seeing it all in person in a physical space is sick like you because it's all the ideas and all the visuals we're used to seeing but Seeing it all in one space like that is really cool, man. Very, very cool. Thank you. Yeah. One last thing I'll show you, boys, and then I'll seed the there microphone. We, go. we just did this collaboration with a guy called Salvino Armati, and we made these custom glasses. They're called Oviators because they're for the they basically follow the silhouette of this project. The 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 eye shape here is this like. 90 degree angle up on the top left eye so we built this this is actually a incredible stack of technology that he put together so they're nfts that represent the future ownership of the glasses so the, they'll launch in q1 so it's almost like a kickstarter-esque uh production process where we've sold pre-orders essentially for these and then when they're ready to ship You'll burn the NFT, but that, that will also generate a unique piece of artwork. So you get the physical product delivered to you and you get this unique digital artifact that represents that. That's mm. going to be completely unique. And uh, this, this tech stack is incredible. You can do this with Apple Pay and it will, send, it will set up a custodial wallet for you, email you access to the wallet and the NFT will be in there, which is, in my mind, very sophisticated relative to what a lot of people are doing in e-commerce and and nfts so huge shout Killing out to it. this guy salvino who mm. uh put all this stuff together so fun week that sick, looks mate. sick man any uh any other highlights before we get into this app 
Yeah, well, did you go to, because it was it mostly your own some events? Or were you going, highlights. Could you said, we saw videos of Kanye doing his music. Mate. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, two two doors down from where we were doing that car, I had no idea, but that would have been great to have uh, poked your head in the window of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yo, Kanye, you ever thought about wearing some oviators? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah true. Exactly, true, true. that would have been... Uh, that would have upped the pre-sales, maybe, if we could have gotten in a pair. <laughs> yeah. or, or dropped them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. that's true. That's uh, true. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. what? I was looking on Spotify last night. Still the 20th biggest artist in the world. I don't think that's that's good. It's going anywhere. Lindy status, boys. There we go. That's uh, true. Here we go. What else was I going to say? Stories, man. Not. I mean, setting up the space was just... You always underestimate that stuff. Physical spaces is it's so difficult There's so much respect to people that do that all the time because so you, much stress yeah i always want to like the screen doesn't work and then the power this wire's not long enough and then you like bust a hole in the wall trying to do something else and it's just yeah it's just like endless trips hardware store target back to the thing get this get that um yeah you must be exhausted man got there monday was spent literally until 10 minutes before the thing opened to get it ready and then was there we decided to do this happy hour style thing where we would get there at three o'clock every day and just stay there until everyone left so we did four events essentially thursday friday saturday sunday and i did a couple of panels in between that they were fun but no uh you know no no typical miami stories involved because it was just like straight up like it's a work trip it was, it was work, work guys. So, yeah. yeah, Jackson, guys, just drunk. This isn't, I know what you're Mate, thinking. It would be, if, if I was 10 Miami, years younger, I would have done Beach. both, but I can't do that. I can't seem to find yeah, the stamina yeah, yeah. right now. I heard from yeah. somebody, though, he said, 38 is when the stamina comes back. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Trung, you're always texting us yeah, saying Jack, you're out you... till four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh... Wait, Trung, what, how old are you again? Are you, did you talk about your age on I'm here? hitting. I'm hitting that magic number. I mean, that's in that range. What date? Because yeah. none of us know your birthday. No, we're not saying. Yo, I ain't doxing <laughs> don't myself, put that on. dude. You think? <laughs> don't put that okay, online. wait. Look, that's a perfect time to tee people what we're talking about because we might be talking about security with Beeper later, but I ain't doxing yeah, yeah, yeah. myself. That's fair. You okay. Want that's... My, you want my SSN, brother? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro, what's your social? What's your social? <laughs> Okay, yeah. All right, let's let's talk about what we're getting into. Thanks for that update, Jack. Good to have you back, mate. Uh, it's it's almost Christmas, so we're gonna break down Ferrero Rocher chocolate empire and talk about the richest families in Europe. Uh, some interesting stories in there. Uh, Taylor Swift won Time Person of the Year, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Uh, also, the biggest sports contract ever, Shotani, aka. Otani, this baseball guy. Is he Japanese, right? <laughs> this baseball guy. This baseball yeah, guy. It's like this, Mbappe, this, this uh, soccer yeah, this, guy. You, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, I'm not even a baseball. We'll yeah, talk yeah. about it when we get I, there. I but, don't know uh, anything about baseball. It's the, it's but the you, uh, I mean, you guys poor man's that. cricket, but, you know, you respect guys see to the it. News, did you guys see the news item drop? Like, it was, oh, it was, yeah, like, I mean, it was like a pop culture thing. Is he the guy that hit the ball through the, the yeah, roof or something, the, right? Actually, could we... Uh, we didn't do meme of the week yet because we're not going to talk oh, about yeah, crypto sorry, this week, yeah, we, but can we, we actually pull it, it up? Because this was yeah, meant for last week. <laughs> so you, the listeners are going to laugh, but we we were started circling this in our group chat right after we recorded last week's <laughs> sorry, episode. It's, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> can you explain what this is? Uh, well, I want to hear Jack. Jack, you're the you're the artist, and you you know people. So uh, this is Beeple's 
some of his finest work here. How would you describe this in your typical Jack British fashion? Oh, read, read the caption. All right, Michael Saylor icing down a painful 72-hour erection, Bitcoin, uh, hashtag Bitcoin. <laughs> but yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of art here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it speaks for itself, boys, sitting in front of six screens, watching the number go up. It's got so a fucking ice bag on his crotch. It's so man. ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, people, yeah. you got, he's incredible for putting. I think that, that day. I think I read somewhere on that day, like the micro strategy position is like one point six, one point seven billion in the green at this point. Yeah. Let, so, let me let me let us jump off from last week's episode. Let me give you a Charlie Mungerism. You don't make money in the buying or selling. You make money in the waiting. Facts. He is go. waiting, people. He's, He's more than waiting. waiting. <laughs> yeah. He's waiting there, boy. But anyway, so we got Otani, the baseball guy, old matey uh, who plays baseball. And then we'll see if we get to any of the other topics, but that should keep us going for now. Uh, where do you want to start, boy? Should we talk Ferrero Rocher? Let me I know tee up. Yeah, let me tee up uh, the Ferrero Rocher story. For people wondering, oh, Troll, why do we have to care about Ferrero Rocher? Well, first of all, you're probably going to have 20 the or 30 go, of them in the, the next goat, couple yeah. weeks. It's the best well, chocolate at Christmas. No, that's my favorite for sure. Is it the best chocolate? It is. I mean, for, for I'm not saying it's the, yeah, for, for the, the holidays. holidays. I don't Nothing, like it. You don't like Ferrero Rocher. Oh, my Jack God. Butcher doesn't like That's controversial. Jack, please explain yourself. What's wrong for You're more of a celebration sort of guy. What I'm are we doing I'm a simple, here? you know, guys. I'm a simple guy. I don't like that kind of stuff. What are we talking about? Dairy little, milk. You mean a little square chocolate? Exactly, man. A little square Tony's chocolone. <laughs> Wait, Tony's? Do you know about this stuff? Wait, Do you know about this? No. I don't think I've had Tony's chocolate. No, Jeez. what is that? I'll send you boys a bar. <laughs> okay. Very, okay. very good. But Very Jack, good. I'm actually shocked that Jack doesn't like Ferrero because I'm Jack, sure I would like it. But people, I've been offered it all, like you know. Now, have just you had one? Like, a long time ago, I think I had one. It's, Bro, it's quite a. It's, Latin, it's, it's Nutella in the middle, right? Yeah. But hold on, but Jack, okay. I'm not big on. I'm not big on nuts, boys. I'm not talking okay, about. Fair. Okay, yeah. So if you don't know what the praline is, right? For the listener, for the one go. listener that hasn't had a Ferrero Rocher, <laughs> okay, we all know what it is. It's a chocolate covered hazelnut, right? With with hazelnuts on the outside. But this is why I was blown away by Jack, the rapper dude. There's an oh, aluminum wrapper on it. Gold. And we talked about this show. Johnny Ive, packaging can be theater, mm. right? What is it about the iPhone? You got you, you can't open it, it quickly. Like yeah. You got to open it slowly, right? Because the air pockets that they spent decades perfecting, you got to open the iPhone slowly. It's art. The unboxing of the Ferrero Rocher yes. that is key. It's the yeah. same. So this is why I was shocked. It's like a prize. Jack. And what is it's the sticker prize. on the top is where the seal yes. is, right? So you, so you yeah, take you, off the sticker. And it's oh, a gold wrapper. It's like the color of the Invincibles trophy, you know? So it's the I mean, rapper's going to have to show it for the one listener that doesn't know what Ferrero oh. Rocher is. Well, you but know, like, actually, I got offered one this week, funnily enough. And the <laughs> delivery or the pitch for it was, or the pitch for why the person offering it to me enjoyed it was um, that you can eat one at a time. You know, you unwrap That's you true. Unwrap one. You eat it, you're satisfied. A mindful you moment. Start. Yeah, there you go, there you go. <laughs> old, but seriously though, it is actually even when you're on your measuring broccoli life, which I am Psychology. on right now, mm. it, when you want a sweet little treat, it is nice to know you just you just have a little piece. you got to work for it. you got to take the wrapper off. you got to 
fuck? This is what you know. I mean, if you got a whole bar of dairy milk, whole nut from or back in the day, or Tony Bologna bar know that Jack was talking about. One other Go one on. I'll plug is there's a pound uh, Belgian chocolate bar you can get at Trader Joe's. It's just like this massive <laughs> one. I thought, I'd love if you said a Costco chocolate bar, that would have been even yeah. better. But there you go. Wait, I actually haven't I haven't looked into that. I need to. I, w- I would say Trunk, to be fair, Ferrero Rocher and the Lindor, you know, like the red Lindor with the, yeah. the truffle or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, and the then middle. you unwrap the it also, right? That is the two. Which go- is Swiss. So Ferrero Rocher, okay. as we're about to talk about, the Ferrero families from Italy. The, we're, we buried the lead here. It's like the yeah, whole point we're talking about the, them. the story, because but They're this is the, worth talking about for sure. Yeah, this is, I Key. mean, people, has anybody else done a deep dive on the Ferrero family? We are it. Probably not. This is why NI yeah. listeners come here. We have a screen up here. This is the 18th, 18 richest families. Old matey at the top right here. Okay. Bernard Arnold. I'm going to list off right now. Number one, Arnaud, LVMH, 210 billion of means. Fashion. All right. <laughs> Francois Betancourt Myers. I've said that wrong. France. Of L'Oreal fame. So 80 billion. Yeah. All right. Amancio Ortega, 77 billion. Spain. Zara. Okay. And now we get a little bit interesting. Dieter Schwartz. I don't know what he does. I think it's logistics in Germany. And then you got Francois Pinot, another French. Pinot, bull. yeah, yeah. He's the caring. Yeah. That's caring. That's, uh, married yeah. to Salma Hayek. All right. There we go. And He's then we got Claus Michael Quinn. Kuhn. I don't know what the hell that is. They're a grocer, German grocer. And then we got number seven, Giovanni Ferrero, the grandson of the inventor of Nutella. They got a $40 billion fortune. But before I get into their family, okay, uh, let's do about the joke. What's the running joke about the richest families in Europe? Let me list off the occupations again. Fashion, fashion, fashion. <laughs> Logistics, fashion, groceries, chocolate. The next one after is Red Bull, right? Yeah, and then the one Chanel I stand Chanel. out to me, there's Mediterranean Shipping Company. They, they must be the biggest... Oh yeah, Don's on this list. That is a you know I, I don't that, even know. Man. M is that like a known company that you know of? I, I well, don't they probably own a bunch of the containers. They probably yeah, own yeah, the yeah. containers that Jack's car containers. That, exactly, is exactly, exactly. That. But, like, but anyway, I mean, going back to your European. back to your story. You're European cats, right? That's a running joke. This is a this is the tech future of the internet. You know, edge of the internet podcast. We don't mess with this old money, right? This old world of money. We're about the future, Nepo boys. Nepal money. Yeah. So, you know like, I mean? it's cool. I mean, a lot of that money that we just saw, those are all inherited. Uh, but, yeah, Ferrero, man. So, quick breakdown of the Ferrero family. Well, now now that Jack threw a wrench in this entire episode by saying he doesn't like Ferrero Rocher, which is, like, shocker, let me ask Jack if he likes anything else from the Ferrero empire. So, they sell 15 bill a year. All I right. bet I can guess one. That is not like. Okay. Kinder Surprise. Jack. I, love, Come on. I okay. love a Kinder Egg, boys. Okay. That is incredible. Okay. Yeah. Also, With make you work for it, right? Like, think about what I will say about <laughs> the Italian old world is that we talk about the rapper Ferrero Rocher. Kinder Surprise is the they same. They make it's you like, work for it. Yeah, they make you work for it, right? Yeah. So you got the, well, you clicked on the Empire. Click on the one with all their products. Yeah, click on, uh, for the listeners here, list a couple off the. So, well, actually, that's a good one, man. You, 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 you missed it. Or hit this Ferrero oh, one. Hit this Ferrero one. What are you on about? <laughs> what, Any the of them with a lot of things, yeah. Yeah, that's not yeah. all of them, though, is it? You just said, like, some ridiculous number. This well, the like one in the middle things. probably has a bunch of them as well. All right, so here, Jack, which one of these do you like? Tic Tacs. 
I like All right, they invented Tic Tacs. They invented Tic Tacs. All right. What about nerds? No, Remember well, they acquired, they acquired, they acquired, that's it. They acquired Nestle US. Do they still sell nuts? I haven't seen those for oh, a while. Oh, yeah, they do. Kinder is so, huge in uh, in Europe, man. Everything is Kinder. I actually think yeah. Kinder's illegal in the United States because of some, uh, I don't think you can sell Kinder in the US. Oh, I've seen the Bueno. Toy. I've seen that in the store opposite me. Oh, you've seen Bueno. That's different, brother. I might have got right. one last week. White chocolate one. Don't There's judge me. A, that was there beautiful. is some type of import uh, restriction on toys and food. I think. Uh, um, all right, let me get into it super quickly. Ferrero family. It's built on Nutella. Nutella is $3 billion of their $15 billion uh, uh, annual revenue. They're the second largest confectionery company in the world after Mars. Mars, that Mars money, dude. All right? You, you want to see secret wealth? Go Google US Mars family. That Mars money is very deep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Mars has Wrigley, uh, Snickers. But, uh, okay, back to Ferrero. Here we go. A little history lesson, a European history lesson for you guys. What is the history of Nutella? Nutella was directly related to Napoleon. When Napoleon in the early 1800s. This is the most trunk fan right? thread I've ever heard. We're by the talking way. That about, old, we're talking about we Napoleon, go. right? You guys remember. Napoleon I'm took reading over the Wikipedia Europe. page and I'm wondering yeah. how you're going to get it to this because I you're don't wondering how, yeah. 1806 <laughs> here we go wait Jack's looking he's like Trunk how are you pulling this thread what did, what did Napoleon do right the, the French emperor young French general he pulls France off from the French revolution right to kill the king to destroy the monarchy there's anarchy in France who fills the vacuum Right? Napoleon fills the vacuum. But what does he do? He's not a Republican. He doesn't care about democracy. He makes himself the emperor. Okay? And then he... But, you know, the controversy with Napoleon. I haven't seen the movie yet. I want to watch it. Yeah, I, I want to ask you about it after the movie. Yeah. So, well, here. Last week, we talked about Henry Kissinger. Right? The pros and cons. Napoleon, similar thing. His various wars led to the deaths of 5 million people. Civilians. Soldiers on the battlefields of Europe, right? But he also installed his civil law code, right? We know all, we all know the civil law, like administration, standardizing things so countries can all be on the same development path. That's all Napoleon. But in 1806, he's battling, who, who's his arch nemesis? It's you guys, it's the UK, right? He always knew no matter what he wanted to do to project power from Europe, he had to go to the seas. And who had control of the seas? The Royal Navy. Right? Mm, the go. Royal Navy people. Now, how can we can we do a quick sidebar? How great is Trafalgar Square? How great is Nelson's <laughs> column? Right? You were right? just there this summer, right? You went yeah, to I was there. I saw Lord Nelson. I looked up. I paid my respects there to the go. man. That boxed in Napoleon. So what did Napoleon do to the, the British? So this is Napoleon's game. The British are like, okay. I just love that well, Trung knows way more about this history British. than both me and Jack combined. Well, like, I don't know well, anything about this. We're going to keep this story going, boys. Let's keep it so, going. So Napoleon's like, F you to the British. You're not going to let me project power from Europe? All right. I'm going to cut you off from European commerce. So he does a blockade. No British ships allowed to trade with continental Europe. All right. 
So what happens to the chocolate supplies in Italy? Right? They're put in peril now. But the Italian people have a sweet tooth. They are not. That's true. It's not sufficient. They're not going to be okay with this blockade. Northwestern Italy in a place called Alba. What do they have there? Hazelnut. Hazelnut. They have, no, yeah, they have hazelnuts. They grow them, a lot of them. What is it about hazelnut? You grind it down to a fine little powder. It complements chocolate very well. You put Chocolate's a lot of oil bitter. in it and it becomes yeah. Nutella. You add a little. So, <laughs> but that, so they create in 1800 Italy, they create something called Gia, Gianduja. That is the precursor to Nutella, people. Fast forward to World War II. We're in the 1940s now. Listeners at this point are like, what the fuck did drunk drink this morning? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I had that ketone IQ. There people. we go. We're back. Yeah, Be Michael Brand, our boy, HVMN, based in Miami. Health via modern nutrition. I'm wired right now. So we're back. We're in World War II. What's happening? What do you think is happening to chocolate supplies in Europe during World War II, people? Do you think Mussolini's war against the Allies, his partnership with Hitler is good for chocolate supplies in Italy? I can tell you right now it's not. That's the key so point from the war right now. So what do you think Italian <laughs> chefs? are doing in World War II. How are they stretching chocolate supplies? Hazelnuts. Hazelnuts are They're resourceful are people, I have to say that. Resourceful. So let me introduce you to an individual named Pietro Ferrero. He's a chef in a town of Alba, Italy. He's creating this snack, this Gianduja snack we've been talking about. It's a bar, though. You know Nutella's this spread. He's turned it into a bar. This bar that Jack's talking about, the bar he likes. What Jack, you talk about Tom's? What was the chocolate bar you like? The chocolate bar you mentioned at the top. Terry's or oh, something. T- Tony's. Tony's. You're talking about a bar. I was yeah. saying it's so Terry's they, chocolate orange. They basically which is also made a, a bar. Yeah. So Pietro Ferrero made a bar, but it's of this hazelnut like a spread. After the war, the bar's slapping. People love this bar. He's like, what if we made it a spread? So they make it a spread. They call it Super Crema. This is the precursor to Nutella, people. So, Jack, I know I know how Bilal feels about Nutella. He's definitely thumbs up. Do you, you like Nutella, Jack? Because you already surprised us once. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jack, keep, oh. Well, if he doesn't like nuts, to be fair, it's the same. Yeah. If you like Nutella, you like Ferrero Rocher. I don't right? think, you know what? I wouldn't problem. go as far as to say I don't like it, but I like. I would not go out it's my not way to go-to. eat it. go-to. Yeah. What about yeah, Celia? Yeah. Celia must like Nutella. I think she likes it, but we don't have it. Awesome. You guys don't, it's not in the house. Like, you don't, no. when you, didn't you go have to Nutella a brunch, sandwiches for your packed lunch at school. No, I was, was about to my, say. If, if my, yeah, my son gets hold of that, man, it's game over. So Wait, it's I'll no just saying that out loud makes me realize the fact that I used to eat that for lunch as a yeah. eight year old or whatever I was, that is insane. It's just like hey. white bread. And palm oil and sugar and, and chocolate. Do you remember? Do you remember the, uh, those little things they sold where you, you peel the, the top off? It's got like breadsticks. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With they the chocolate them at too. Costco. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. That's. I don't know if there was a Nutella version of that, but that I would go there nuts is. on those. There oh, is. My God, those are so unhealthy. Well, I was gonna. We bear. I was gonna tell us later, but they got. They got hit with a lawsuit in the 1990s because okay. Nutella had been framed as like breakfast of champions, right? It's just like it's pure sugar. That's crazy. It's sugar and it's like, palm oil, right? It's I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh, well, well, blog. I, I hate to like Jamie, like Joe yeah, yeah. Rogan. You, but can, can you pull up that? Yeah, if you pull up an image, ingredients of Nutella that will come up. I'll show you 
the, what it looks like from the amount of sugar yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, I, I had it in your... Pro, image, I've got it in your read trunk. Yeah, I've got it pull in it up, one second. But like, one second. okay, let me fast forward a bit, guys. Um, Nutella, here's a small detail. The Italian government says in the 1970s... This one, Okay, yeah. here we go. For the listeners, Pills. viral, viral image. I mean, Jack just like... <laughs> Boys, can I, can I actually... Here. Yeah, go ahead. Can I just interject once? So Nutella was a client at an agency I worked at once, and, and we had the social media, social media accounts for Nutella. And just this, this image, just yeah, this image is popping up like in every other, well, everything you post, you're yeah. defending this every single time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So what was that. the guide? Like, what was the what was the the, the five step? Uh, <laughs> I is can't it like even comment? Remember. People will comment, and you say you they're just responding. You're saying I can't even remember what the the uh, SOP was to deal with the this. Standard operating <laughs> Corporate Jack. Well, here. <laughs> SOP. So let me. So let me describe this image. It's one. It's a. It's a bottle of Nutella, which oh, I love it, like straight up. But then it, the next one compares the raw ingredients. It's like fifty percent sugar, ten percent hazelnut, ten percent cocoa, ten percent skim milk powder, and then just this thick layer palm of palm oil. oil. And for people that Binds don't know, together. Here we go. Palm oil extremely controversial. Bilal, mm. can you tell people why palm oil is so controversial? I, I don't know enough about it, but there's been, especially in the last few years, there's been a lot of people talking about the different oils that are just very inflammatory. Well, oh, also, and then there's environmental things. The way things, you sorry. farm it in Indonesia, you basically yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. slave labor deforestation and like and deforestation. Yeah. Sorry, that's the other part. You're right. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. And then this doesn't even get to the hazelnuts. Hazel. So Ferrero, unsurprisingly, like they are the largest suppliers and users. They use so much hazelnut. They bought the largest hazelnut farm. And they bought the heart, largest, it's largest that vertical distributor. integration there, man. Yeah. That's that and Apple then here's the M2 criticism. Chip it's the strategy. It's the you know what I mean? <laughs> it's the A1 chip. Yeah. But the Competition is for losers, boys. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, here's the here's the Ferrero criticism, which is you know it's so funny because every time I post a story about Ferrero, it's just like how Jack said they get hit with that image of Nutella. You know, I'm getting hit with the screenshot of hazelnut slave labor. Okay, I talk about it, man. Let me talk about it. There's a lot of child labor involved, or was, with hazelnuts. They get Turkish child laborers, which is terrible, right? So Ferrero's been hit with this. They said, listen, we've, we, this is why we bought the farms. We bought the distributors. We want 100% uh, visibility into our supply chains. But anyways, back to 1970. We're going to fast forward now. Pietro Ferrero's son, Michelle Ferrero. The real life Willy Wonka. Real life Willy Wonka. I'm not even going to ask Jack if he likes any of this stuff anymore. I'm disgusted by his answer so far. I'm going <laughs> to ask Bilal. Bilal, Michelle Ferrero invented Tic Tac. Slaps, yes or no? I had it yesterday. <laughs> after some Ethiopian food. And I needed Dude, that. Dude, you want to know? We're talking about... If you, I want you to think about Ferrero, right? We talk about the rapper. We talk about the kinder. Think about the Tic Tac. What is... The signature of the Tic Tac is the click of the bottle. The flip, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't think Michelle thought about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the click. It's a Pavlovian, like, you know, the dog, the, the, the bell with the dog. You're, you're like training people to hear that click and wanting one. It's like, remember it's like after eight, after eight, it was always about after, after yeah. eating dinner. Genius. They, they I need say to disgusting. integrate in your day. I, oh, that's true. After eight, I'm yeah. saying disgusting in like of an appreciative manner. Yeah, I'm like, course. I'm so disgusted by how smart I didn't come you are up with that, with that click. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mon Cherie, Blau thoughts. 
Do you think? Do you like that one with the cherry liqueur? No, I don't think I had that. Okay, but he Willy Wonka'd it. It's a chocolate liqueur inside of a chocolate, but but he made it so that the liqueur wouldn't get <laughs> into the actual chocolate. <laughs> I know. Jack is just watching right now. Okay, then the Ferrero Rocher. This is the apex of chocolatey for everyone except for Jack. It took him five years <laughs> to invent this thing. Five years, people. This is the, the amount of engineering involved in the Ferrero Rocher. So let me just end it with this. Uh, we don't have to go deep into the Ferrero story anymore because this is the apex. 60% of Ferreros are consumed in Q4. 33% are consumed in the last three weeks of December. And when I say 33%, that's over a billion. That's, that's how wild, many yeah. Ferreros are going to be eaten this month. Is that so, how? So was there? You might be coming to this, but is that obviously with Christmas and the holidays? But was that always part of the advertising campaigns or what? Yes, the the, the most famous one was something called the Ambassador, and he just uh, show up uh, with a a platter of Ferrero Rocher's in the shape like of the tree. pyramid thing. The, yeah, the exactly. pyramid looking one. Yeah, exactly, bro. So like. Uh, but that's you know, when Christmas. you know it's Christmas time, right? Do you have it in your house trunk? You got to have the display somewhere where everyone's going to get like six at a time. Like, uh, when I go oh, home we, we, to my well, parents' place. We go to place, Costco, we buy, we're talking about the, the casing. We got the, the well, what, what is it? It's transparent, right? So you can so see, you see the gold it. foil. There I mean, Jack, packaging, man. Jack, packaging is theater. So that's a Ferrero story, people. <laughs> that's a Ferrero Rocher story. Uh, Beautiful. Last thing, if you're wondering how big they are, like they're giant, right? They're, they're probably, I mean, 15 bill revenue called five times, $75 billion company. The family's worth 40 bill. Yeah, so interesting. Interesting company. That's crazy that, yeah. I mean, this hundreds of years old company. It talks basically. about how your sweet tooth is, man. Like, people don't want to, man, like, the Mars family's worth $100 billion. Like, damn, dude, like, chocolate? That's fucking lucrative, man. What is it? Sex? Ask like, Mr. Chocolate? Beast, man. He's been, like, uh, I mean, it's just he's like, learning the, the, from the best. He's learning from the best, man. It's just like the, the base instincts. The vices. Any other thoughts, people? The vices. What, what, any other thoughts here? No, I think you covered it pretty well. Jack, what are you going to there, mate? The packaging you was an interesting part, yeah. Very, very deep analysis, and I learned a great <laughs> deal. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Next week, we're going to see Jack with the Ferrero yeah, hat on. Yeah. There we I'll go. Well, actually, Blau, let me ask you one quick thing. Yeah. I know Blau does brunches, people. Just based on our group not chat, I know Blau. Go. What's it I feel like, but not, wait, I'm you're not, in New York. You don't do the brunch. No, no, have I have you, done it. Are you talking yeah. about regular brunch or are we talking about that New York standing on a table brunch? Because I'm sure No, but Jack's I feel like you live before. in New York. You're a pretty social guy. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like you hit a lot of brunches on the weekends. I, yeah. I used to. Nowadays, I it's one of the meals I just do at home nowadays. Because my opinion on brunch is if you actually like food, it's like the overpriced it's the biggest food, waste of money ever. And it's just an excuse for people to drink, you know? Yeah. Which I'm all for if people want to do that. But you you're, go and you pay $27 for eggs. eggs. Exactly. Yeah, dumb. And it's dumb. That's not really worth it. But I, I'm more of a fan of a, a lunch, an actual okay. lunch, like where you're basically having dinner, but lunch. And you eat <laughs> earlier. And if you drink, then you can drink earlier. You get home by 7 p.m., fall asleep at 9. That's, that's the dream. Yeah, you, you well, don't even Blau, feel the reason I asked you day. about lunch, though, brunch, I didn't even ask you. Here's my question. Have you, or Melania, gotten, or Melina, sorry, have you gotten the crepe <laughs> with the Nutella and banana? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's a classic. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. 
That's that beautiful. That is a staple. And oh, I'll tell yeah. you if you're going to do a crate, that. that's what you need. Yeah. I'll tell you what's sneaky about that move, though. Here's, here's a little brunch economics. I wonder if you guys feel the same way. You know when you're doing brunch, say you got three people at brunch. Everyone gets a banana. Uh, everyone gets an egg dish, right? Or whatever. Smoked salmon Benedict. Steak and uh, eggs, really. Southwest. That's the move. Steak and egg. But then they throw on top the crepe as dessert. That's For how the they table. get you. For the we table. We don't need this extra dish. But yeah, you're yeah. looking at the crepe Nutella, and you're like, I, I kind of want a bit of that. You take a slice, you know, yeah, I mean, like a, a little bite. A you're going to take a slice of a, right. of a crepe. Yeah, All beautiful. Right, well, I feel like, Trung, you do a bit more brunch than me probably, no? You uh, do that with the lady? You go on the I'm, weekend? Well, actually, actually, during the week because my kid's in school. Also, you know, when my, me and my wife, we try to get a little QT and I'm not the best about it, if I'm being honest. I spend way too much time online, as we all know. I'm trying to get that weekly QT in brunch. But yes. I'm That's very upset move. when she orders a Nutella for two. I'm like, yeah, you already we... got your dish. Why do we need a third dish? <laughs> Why have we got a what? third dish? You gotta yeah. start going to those buffets, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, buffet is 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 like really going for it on a weekday though. A, yeah, a that's yeah, it's hard buffet. to get one on a weekday too. Like, it doesn't make sense for the venue to be putting on a buffet during the week. I imagine. <laughs> like, a, it, what, what's your buffet go to, Jack? Is it like an Indian buffet, Chinese, or are we talking uh, Vegas you know, style? The, the I like um, one of the best buffets. Excuse me. The Soho House in Miami does a. Oh, that's a, good, actually. You ever done the feast at Soho House? That's, I've that's never good. done it in Miami, but in New York and London. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They do on a Sunday, right? Time. You get your money's worth in there if you're strategic. And that's actually good food. Oh, it's decent food. And it's it's not yeah. just like chicken tikka masala from two nights ago that's no, leftovers. It's a lamb at the shank. Indian. It's a there side of go. salmon. Little rosemary. Oysters. It's mm. shrimp. Yeah. There we go. That's the good life. There yeah, it's a like Jack's not like if you see a fried Poolside. rice, you know yeah. them is leftovers. Yeah, Have yeah, you yeah, boys yeah. ever read the the Bourdain book? Um Kitchen Confidential, is it? I've read Kitchen Is well, it amazing? It's it's pretty good. And is the audiobook's good too, because he's reading it. But um he talks a lot about that, Trung, what you said, about things not to buy on like a Tuesday. Like if you're getting a fish stew. You know that is from oh. Friday night or like, you know, mm. that is where they just throwing that in there, that old stuff. I'm buying you that book now, that so cake. I'm buying it right now, man. Um, it's, I like guys, it. I mean, I'm a fan of him. So yeah, go on, go on, Trunk. No, no, I, I, I'm back. good. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go to the next one. I'm buying the book. Thank you for reminding okay, me. Okay, perfect. All right, good good breakdown on the Ferrero family and uh, everyone enjoy those those uh, chocolates this this uh, upcoming few weeks. We got You got to let go for Christmas, man, the holiday season. So uh, talking of letting go, Taylor Swift, time person of the year. We already did a breakdown of how she smashed it this year. Tron, yep. what was going on? Because you, you mentioned something about um, the article she wrote or something. No, no, they wrote Time oh, Magazine they wrote wrote about an article her, sorry. about her. Yeah, the yeah, first yeah. musician to ever win time person of the year. I think yeah. we talked about this before, right? And it's like, Jack was talking about the standard operating procedure for Nutella. Every so time you post something yeah. Nutella, what happens is that image. What happens anytime someone posts anything about time person of the year? Oh, Hitler won time person of the year. Mm, oh, Stalin yeah. won time person. Mm. You guys remember that shit? And then people mock up like, oh, it should have been this person or it could yeah. have been this person. Those are, the, yeah. those are the memes every single year, right? But what I will say is like Taylor Swift this year didn't get that. They only usually do it when they get people they don't like. So last year was Zelensky from Ukraine. The year before was Elon. So like, obviously those two years, those were polarizing figures in different parts of the world. 
uh, that. What's the criteria for person of the year? Because it's not necessarily this is the best person in the world. It's this was a significant person exactly. in the world this year that we were all talking about for X, Y, Z. Reason. It was the person that had the most impact in the year, or just something that was of significance, which is the point, right? Which is why Hitler won it, which mm. is why Stalin won it twice. Maybe the word won is even the problem because it's like oh, yeah, they were named. It. You're right. You know, they didn't like, win it, they were named. Win it, sounds right? like a prize. Yeah, but it, it kind of is it, a prize. Exactly. Let's be honest. If you put it on the front cover of Time, you're going to take it, right? Like, see even though Time, as an institution, has kind of like gone the way Fell they do, do. Yeah. this still this still matters, right? This still matters. But uh, I mean, her write up was interesting. Well, first of all, she officially became a billionaire, and uh, her tour, which we did oh, discuss, wild, yeah. officially crossed a billion, like just last week. So very timely, um, dude. What in primary sales? You mean? Yeah, in ticket sales. Just just primary ticket sales, not this secondary market stuff. We gotta get a lot of primary sales. Taylor on chain, boys. Getting there we those go. Royalties. Could you imagine the secondaries on that? Insane. Well, they they already were equivalent. Like when people were reselling the oh, mad, the tickets, right? Remember, they're, they're Ticketmaster is an incredible racket, isn't it? Well, they're in. Uh, they're about to do some legislation to restrict resales now. Just because of the, the it's uh, going to be cool. Like the, the Taylor Swift rake is so insane. Yeah, yeah. well, so yeah, let me actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that we're on the topic, so we can keep this communal, this convo communal. Jack, let's say tomorrow, Taylor Swift's team hits you up. She mm. goes, Jack, we need some digital collaboration. Well, walk us through. Well, what are you doing for Taylor Swift? What are you doing? What the Taylor can Swift you? marketplace? Okay. So Talk any, yeah, put some provenance on everything that she is doing and help capture some of the economic energy that is being spent in the secondary sales on that market. I'm imagining the primary ticket sales are significantly less volume than what eventually gets traded for people going to the shows. Is that accurate? I assume so. Like resale, you mean a resale of tickets, yeah? I'm Trump? saying, yeah, if there's a billion dollars of tickets be. sold, there's at least another billion of secondary. Probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, minimum. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so they have a cap taking, at the original price, like yeah. the retail value or whatever. And the resale is three, four, five times uh, at a minimum. So at least another bill, right? And it just makes that market way fairer. Like the way in which it works now, the the liquidity and the price discovery and all that stuff is is stuck behind the ticket masters or the whoever else of the world that hold all the that gatekeep all the authentication and you make sure that they um you know the tickets are authentic and you buy insurance through them and this fee and that fee and that i think that's what i would do merch all of the stuff that is creating these massive windfalls and people are either making counterfeits of or standing up platforms to profit off of, just take it all in-house. Well, Jack, I have a question. L let's say, honestly, though, if you were offered to work with her, would you do it based on the yeah, pressure 100%. involved? 100%. Like, knowing how demanding that team would be, you would not care. You're like, listen, you're an a you're an a this is the A-League, Trump. Trump, this is the A-League, man. <laughs> yeah, if I have to step up to work with Taylor no Swift, no problem. No, no problem. problem. We're yeah, Taylor, we shout. We're probably not far away. She's yeah. probably uh, hanging around 
close well, to she, she has a, does she live in Nashville? She has a house in Nashville. She has a, yeah. she has a couple places, I think. Yeah, I was about to yeah, say, yeah, yeah. a yeah, house, <laughs> singular, no, no, trunk. She's no. got a couple acres there, probably. Plural. Okay, so for people that haven't had the chance to read the time person of the year, I would actually, so a lot of these time, I mean, a lot of these are kind of uh, pop PC, but this one was, I was, I was very impressed by her, and, and she talks about it, her storytelling ability. And even the writer of this story talks about it, Sam Lansky. She's not dumb. We already obviously know she's not dumb. But when I say that, what I mean is this. She's using this. Anything she does is calculated in the sense she's so strategic, right? She wins times person a year. She easily could have turned that down by saying, I'm not going to give you access to write the piece, right? Because that's her. It's like they basically said, hey, uh, probably hit up Taylor's like, you're shortlisted. Uh, if you were to pick you, would you chat with us? Obviously, they have to do that, right? Because the whole piece is I'm chatting with her. Yeah. So in her mind, she's like, okay, will this burnish my legacy? Yes or no? All first musician, 100%. Okay, but how do you make that article? How do we make that article work for her? The entire time she talks about her hero's journey. She talks specifically about how she wanted to quit with the Kim Kardashian-Kanye controversy. Not the, so for people that don't know, there was a famous one, obviously, when Kanye went on stage. I mean, I know Bilal remembers that. Kanye gets on stage. That Beyonce should have won, yeah? Yeah, it says Beyonce should have won an MTV Awards. This is, I think, 2009. Yeah. To what an asshole. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, what an wild. asshole, that right? Was a wild one, yeah. Oh, I think Obama the next day went one's like, yay, what a jackass, right? Yeah. So she wins. Kanye goes on stage. So this starts basically a decade-long, like, kind of, like, underground beef. But Bilal, what was the other thing that Kanye did? It was he did a song on Life of Pablo, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And basically said, uh, didn't he say that he wanted forgot, to bang Taylor Swift? I think so. Yeah, do you, Jack, yeah. do you remember the lyrics? Oh, I mean, no, do you remember what he said? He'd been saying a lot of wild stuff on his song, even the recent yeah. one. Oh, You're not far off, boys. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. he said yeah, something yeah, yeah. quite derogatory. So Taylor <laughs> says this wasn't cool. I think it was 2017, and she fought back. Said I never cleared that lyric, but then Kim Kardashian two, three years ago, released. She the audio, had right? She had the, the receipts. Audio, but it looks yeah. like she may have edited that audio. So I don't know the full truth here. All I know is maybe this. Maybe they both not. Maybe everyone's yeah. happy. They're all getting when to Kim talk about it. When Kim released it, though, but this is what yeah. I mean. Taylor Swift is using this as a narrative teller. She said when Kim released that, and there was actually real backlash against Taylor for the first time, people were calling her a snake. They were saying she lied. She says, I was thinking about quitting the music game, right? I don't know if it's true or not. She's using this venue as a way to tell her hero's journey, right? Because that's what it's all about, right? What was, the, what was the conflict? What was the tension? What did I have to go up against? So I'm reading this. I'm like, damn, I was, feeling, I was like, felt bad for her. I'm like, man, you're ready to give it all up. But she fought back, right? That's how she tells the story. And then the other thing that happened, Scooter Brown, we talked about, bought off all over uh, uh, the, the publishing rights. Yeah, or the, she, the, the, the music, the rights, right? Yeah. It's 300 million behind her back. She wasn't informed about it. Allegedly. That's how she frames it. She says, that gave me feel. You know what it reminded me of reading this article? You guys remember the last dance of Michael Jordan? What was the running joke from that? And then I took it personally. Yeah, right? yeah. The running joke through the, the last dance documentary was every time, anything, Anything happened to Michael Jordan? He, even well, it the best one was when up. he made up that thing about he was it the high school thing or, or no? A guy uh, said something to him. He's like, 
we were playing in Miami, and uh, this guy told me, uh, he said, hey, Mike, uh, wasn't your best game, yeah? Turns out the guy never said that. And I feel like he said it so many times himself that he truly believed it. Yeah, he believed it, right? There's like so a, it's in one of those old books. It's like uh, the Law of Autosuggest, I think it's called. You know those classic books about like I love that. Oh, that people like mindset. Shit. Yeah, yeah, one of those you books. Yeah, it's not that one, but it? it's uh, maybe it's Think and Grow Rich. Actually, it's like but I saw shades of books. it. But I love that you say that. I was reading this. I saw shades of Taylor. Self. Storytelling, self-hero's journey in herself. But obviously she's a great storyteller. I mean, that's why her song is so good, right? That's why her music is so great. And uh, but here's a beauty. She opens this entire article, which I say you should read it. She tells so when the guy comes to interview her, Sam Lansky, she starts off with a story. And the story is about when she was young, uh, she was gonna go on tour with Kenny Chesney, massive country star, massive. She was 17 years old, could not open for him because I guess the drinking age was well, 19 in the States. And 18. 21. 18. No, it's 21, 21, isn't it? 21, 21, 21. yeah, yeah. 21. 18 in, in UK. What is it, UK? 12. 18. Yeah. What is it, yeah. is it UK? No, it's 18 it UK? is in the UK, I think, yeah. Well, guys, yeah. let me ask you this, actually. UK, how hard do they, like, even toe that line? Well, you know, I was Jack, I was clean, keeping it clean as a kid. Mate, back in the day, not very... <laughs> Could right you walk place. into a pub at 15 and they oh, wouldn't even no, ID I mean, you? Oh, uh, not me. Some people could, though. I had mates that were... were uh, you didn't have that beard back Like they were yeah. 35, you know. When <laughs> I, I was, definitely when looked 16. 35 at 18 with the beard. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I was uh, beard. not going to the pub. But, yeah, Do they ID you? Much, man. Do they ID you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. it's, gotten, it's gotten a lot stricter as well recently. But, you know, Weber there's a lot more... really pulls it out there, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more extracurricular drinking than there is going into these establishments. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get yourself you mean some in the strongbow, park. some white lightning, yeah. and you're in the park with it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we you're go. Paying yeah. someone a fiver to pick up pick some up for you and then take it elsewhere. That was that was our strategy. <laughs> We've all seen super bad, right? So uh, exactly. it's the same, same thing. McLovin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you guys, actually, let me before we get back to the Kenny Chesney story. Uh do you drink like what? What is a big park in London? Hyde Park. One yeah, Hyde Park. The one but, where yeah, Kensington I mean, is. The one where Kensington. Park yeah, there's Hyde Park, but there's a lot. There's like Regent's Park. Do people Hyde drink park. in Hyde Park? They just no, go there and I get mean, hammered. The thing is, I remember I'm when serious. I moved back as an adult after being away. Some people would do like picnics and stuff, but that's different to like a twelve-year-old drinking with yeah, his yeah. mate. Because also most that's kids are more really, like, yeah. They're not really going in central London part like that. They're more like in their local area because a lot of people Playground, don't really live right. there. They're more in yeah. the suburbs or they're in like the outskirts. And you got like shout out to Lloyd's Park in Walthamstow, my the place I used to go <laughs> as a kid. That that you just be, you see people doing all sorts of stuff in there, you know. So yeah. that's the, the uh, weird field for that me. sort of vibe. Wood. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is that your? Is that it your? Sounds one? Like when below when you're saying like people doing all sorts of stuff you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of the free internet at the public library <laughs> i've been taking my kid to the library i forgot how oh, lit the, the free internet is oh yeah Bro, <laughs> the free internet son um, or just the library in general because that was uh i don't know if you guys had this but that's where everyone used to go to the library to hang out like to get away from get out the home sort of thing then they'll be doing all sorts of stuff as well but yeah i mean that's i mean that was also in the the muslim families because you really it was quite strict you know what i mean so you're not really after a certain age like all my friends at school would be going to people's houses and drinking and i obviously wasn't so i would just be 
locked up. Then you gotta go to Kumon and then sneak out after Kumon. I used you know? to I used That's to hit Kumon pretty hard, man. Of course. But uh Yeah. So let me finish Chesney's story and I only have one more tailored fact after yeah, this. Yeah. So she was crying. The beer company wouldn't let her go. She's 17 years old. Kenny Chesney, good dude, wealthy, of means. He spotted a star. He 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 goes, message Taylor's like, hey, listen, I heard you can't come on the tour. But you know what? I know you prepared hard. I know you got a team. I'm paying you the amount that we're gonna we're supposed to pay you anyways. And that money that she got from Kenny Chesney, she says, helped continue to fuel her dream. So but the way the reason why I tell you uh, she told you that story is like again, so myth making, right? In her head. Yeah. She's like, these are moments. These are like uh these are like forks in the road where people help me pay it forward. And then she's doing the same now. Like one of the things about her tour is like she's cutting her crew fat checks. I think she made a hundred fifty to hundred million dollar bonus pool for her crew. I mean, that I mean she's in somebody described her operation, she's an aircraft carrier. She's got thousands of people working for her, right? So I'll take you down. Uh, last part, please read this article for the listeners that haven't. It's amazing. She's an athlete, right? Think about what she's doing. 70,000 people a night. She's going to end up doing, I think, 250, shows. That's okay? wild, man. Three and a half hours. I want you, I want you to think about the people are going. I went to, we've talked about concerts we've been to. I know Jack's a big live concert guy. I know Bilal's seen some great acts. For me, when I saw uh, Jay-Z and Kanye, 2011, Watch the Throne, that's one of my greatest memories. The 70,000 people are watching Taylor, that will be one of their best nights that oh, they'll yeah. remember forever. Imagine the pressure on her, right? For seven, every single night she's performing, three and a half hours. So I'm reading about her training reg regimen. Oh yeah, This is yeah. what she was doing. You guys will laugh so hard because I all know we go in and out of cardio. This was her cardio regimen. Every single day for six months in the lead up to her tour. So this is probably between October 2022 and February 2023. Every single day, this was her cardio. She'd get on a treadmill for three hours. Sing off her entire set. For fast songs like Shake It Off, she's running. For slow songs, she's fa fast walking. Three and a half hours every day. She's an athlete, man. That's wild, yeah. The amount of respect I have for her is next level. So any thoughts, people? That's How all I have How many shows say. in a week will she be doing, do you think? Well, she'll like she'll have to travel. Huge travel, right? She'll, she's darting around uh, oh, yeah, the Americas the place, right now. Yeah. But then she'll do like four or five shows in a night, uh, a week. That's, that's it. Because we're going to talk about athletes in a minute with Otani. But just the fact that the toll it takes on your body right like obviously she's it's different to like being a boxer or being a nfl player but like you're dancing you're singing like that's a lot just to turn up somewhere every day for three hours is beyonce is on the same tiring. level right like i gotta give respect yeah, and her, to and her dancing is next AF. level so that's insane yeah of course so uh, that's yeah wild. I, I wanted to add that any any thoughts boys i mean the only thoughts i have is a question for you guys is who else deserved it apart from her i think she she might be worthy winner this year well, the other I mean, I, I that mean, there's some political things you can uh, open up there as well, but she she the had other a massive one that impact. Yeah, was Sam Altman. Sam and then they open up a CEO of the year category. Yeah, just just right? to get, the, so to that honor. they could shoehorn him in. I think uh, I think a lot of these lists you have to the other card you have to play. I let you guys thoughts on this. Is you have to look back in history, right? A part of it is just like 
we look back at that year is like, did this person define that year? Mm. I think for that reason, realistically, you could have made OpenAI the, uh, the 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 company of the year because they've done that before. It's it's before they've chosen a non-person. Um, but uh, yeah, that uh, those were my thoughts on it. I don't know uh, if you guys any more. Just recommend. Yeah, Jack. That. Anything else? Anything else on that before we talk? Uh, no baseball let's guy. Kick it forward, boys. Perfect. All right. Great stuff. Um, Trung, you just mentioned the baseball guy. I don't know anything about this guy apart from the fact he smashed the ball through a roof, right? Was it a roof in Japan or what, where was Tokyo it? Tokyo Dome. That's insane. So he's a, yeah, obviously a star baseball guy. I think and, it's uh, under, well, let me let me ask you. So yeah. Bilal, you mentioned before this episode, I don't follow baseball a lot. Yeah, And yeah, I same. know for a fact that, well, I think Bilal... People don't get mad at Bilal, but he called baseball like a poor man's, poor man's cricket. cricket. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know people will not like that, but I mean, p- cricket is a is actually a game I do love, and uh, it's a sophisticated version of baseball, ooh. you know. But baseball, okay. I just don't understand it enough to appreciate it. So I, I'm sure it's great as well. It's great American pastime, but Jack, what are, what are your thoughts on baseball? Yeah, I'm also not a huge uh, enjoyer. I went to a few Yankees games when I was in uh, New York. That's that, always Bilal? a fun day out, right? Yeah. So yeah. you go, you got, you have get on a little the train, go up there, chill have there. A few you're talking twenty dollar Bud Lights. Exactly. Yeah. Do exactly, you guys get yeah. wasted there? Can you ask, I've never been to Yankee <laughs> that's Stadium. That's what people do at games, right? I've been to yeah. Fenway, never been to Yankee. Tell me, what's the, what's the vibe like? It's cool, man. The, uh, the all iconic. the bars around, like around there. If you get there earlier, is a good, is a good. It's a good vibe. Yeah. Tell yeah, you the yeah. one I really loved as well, Wrigley Park. In Chicago, that oh, was Chicago. iconic. That's yeah, that cool, was yeah. really nice. Well, experience. these are the Lindy parks we're talking about. We're talking about Yankee, mm. Fenway, and Wrigley. Well, guys, I'm not going to get into the sports aspect here. It's yeah, all yeah. culture, right? This is what I mean, though. Everything you guys described, is it's about the culture of the of baseball. Baseball is a great American pastime, right? That's what yeah, it's Yeah, yeah, of course. There's obviously that in recent years, there's a lot of criticism of sport. Uh, well, this is very NIA, though. Is like There's too much of it. 162 games a year. The games are too long. It's not. There's no scarcity. With Wait, baseball. sorry. Is that 162 per team? Yeah. Hundred sixteen plays that yeah, many. Dude. Damn, that's that wild. Games. Well, one of the on reasons, every day. Yeah, it's just like it's not in this information and attention environment. This is what we're talking about. But this is what I want to bring up. Do you guys remember when Ichiro Suzuki came to the uh, uh, MLB? I don't know if you guys remember. This. I remember the name, but that's that's it. Yeah. It was massive. Do you remember when the Yankees were the biggest thing in America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Long time when they won that. all the World Series, right? You guys, I was remember? Just you remember? Say that, despite how like hard it is to be a baseball fan and how much time you have to put into it, there's still some of like the best sports franchises ever. Oh yeah, oh, Yankees, Dodgers. Just the fact, if you just like, think, incredible. This is what I'm talking so, about. How many of us wore a New York Yankees hat? Right. Well, like, what was Jay Z line though? I made the Yankee hat more famous than the Yankee cat. That's that's, that's true. That's yeah. also no, incredible. But the whole that's point though line. is, it is a brand, right? It is on par with Man United. It's on par with Real Madrid. Even though nobody, so what? What bigger are the top? Even I would say bigger, right? Los yeah, because I think it's bigger because like the like the geographic signaling is. That's so what I was going to say. Yeah, the Yankees. Because yeah. just so for example, I remember wearing a Yankees hat in London, and uh, I think I wore it. And my American cousin was over or something. They're like, oh, I didn't realize you're a Yankees fan. And I was, I swear to God, I didn't even realize the hat <laughs> I was wearing was, was related to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't even know what the hell that means. And I'm like, no, I'm just wearing it because it's like a cool hat. Yeah. And probably, you know, I'm a 12-year-old, 
guy or something and I was looking at Jay-Z wearing it and I'm probably wearing it yeah, for that yeah, reason. Yeah. Well, let's walk it through. Tier one is definitely Yankees. Yankees is tier one. I, I'd put Man U on there as global brands. Man U, Yankees, Arsenal, Arsenal there we Real, go. There we probably go. Real Barcelona. Madrid, Barcelona. That's tier one. Maybe the Lakers. Maybe the Lakers. Mm. Tier two, football's not as global, but you have the Dallas Cowboys, which is the number one brand in football. And then you have like the Boston Red Sox are up there. The the B is so famous, owned by the same group that owns Liverpool, by the way, Fenway oh, uh, Sports yeah, Fenway. Group. Um, Lebron, is LeBron involved with that, right? What owns one percent of them? But I'll bring okay. up what Jack said. Jack said the Dodgers. That Dodger, Jack, you got a Dodgers hat, right? Yeah, oh, I got yeah. a few, man. I love that. I love Dude, that thing. The Dodger, you're gonna rep them now hard because Shohei Otani. I'm gonna buy a Dodgers hat, man. I'll bandwagon that shit. Shohei Otani, <laughs> yeah, bandwagon fan. <laughs> He Back just, in the game. No, Fan Wagon. That was my nickname. Fan Wagon. Fan Sorry, wagon. there we go. Yeah, I missed yeah, the nickname. Yeah, God, yeah. That was fan my a couple. Here, these, were the, these were the fan nicknames. In poker, I played every hand. They call me every hand fan. In music. <laughs> in music, I only listen to top 40. My wife hates my taste in music. I love Bieber. I'm top 40 fan. <laughs> top 40. <laughs> in Bieber. sports, I love LeBron. I follow him everywhere. Fan wagon, okay. Enough. That's Beautiful. Good. Okay, good. So good. we're walking That's a new through newsletter, man. You yeah, got buddy. Fan wagon is good. Yeah, there we go. I should do. Onlyfans.com with a P. Yeah, onlyfans. <laughs> but guys, I love where we're taking this Otani chat because I know that some of these NIA listeners are like, oh fuck, they're gonna talk Otani. I'm gonna skip this part. I'm glad you didn't skip it because we're getting into the culture, people. Ten years, seven hundred million dollars. Okay. That's insane. Insane. It's the wow. greatest, it's the largest contract in professionals. LeBron James's lifetime earnings is 550 mil. Think about that. What? Oh, wow. Okay, wait. So let's put it more. What's the other large contracts per the year? The largest before this was. Well, no, not Mike, per year. Sorry. For the total contract, I guess. Mike Trout, 450 million. His LA Angels teammates. So Otani plays for the LA Angels. But it's all baseball, though, right? Because baseball, baseball that's what no people cap. outside the US don't realize, even though lots of us don't watch it. Why is it that baseball gets paid so much? Is it also because there's no salary no cap? No salary cap. No salary That's cap. That's why. That's okay. why the Yankees, people hate the Yankees so much. They got that money. They always mm. overpay. Yeah. So when Shohei Otani. Selling hats. No, Yankees? The yeah. regional sports network, the brand, everything, the, the, the franchise value, the media rights. So, like the whole nine. So, uh, but when Otani hit free agency, how many teams could afford him? This was the talk about. It was the Yankees. It was the uh, San Francisco Giants. It was the Boston Red Sox. Where was Only he playing before? So uh, LA Angels. So he didn't go oh. very far. But now we're talking about this. Let me tell you guys why. Like the same way that Bilal was telling me about Mbappe, why he was such a great athlete. Why is Shohei Otani such a big deal? Because he's the best hitter in baseball. And he's also a top 20 pitcher. He does both ways. It would be like if Mbappe was scoring all his goals and he was the goalie. It'd be like if Tom Brady <laughs> yeah, was the best cornerback or defensive yeah, yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. That's crazy, yeah. He is a two-way. It's un, it's unbelievable. Basically in, a baseball game, you can, in a baseball yeah. game, you can actually take advantage can't of do that, that too. Like in cricket, you're famous? all rounder, but if you are actually a good batsman and a bowler at a top level, so I be guess that's what it would be. Yeah. Let me ask you guys: Who's the most famous baseball player ever? Just culturally, 
A-Rod, no? Or, no, uh, who's the most famous baseball player? If I say baseball, who's the first person? Wait, I'm, did I even say the Historically, wrong guy? No, no, you said, you said something. Same. Babe Ruth. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah, knows okay. Babe Ruth, right? Babe I know Ruth, the name, of, but I don't know enough. Yeah. Okay, one of his claims to fame was that he was a two, he was a pitcher and a batter. Okay, but he never okay. did it in the same season, never did it in the same level as Shoei Tani. But the reason why this is a cultural conversation is this. If this was 20 years ago, this would be the biggest conversation in the world. But baseball has lost its cultural cachet. I want you guys to think about how insane what Otani is doing. Said, no, this guy should be the biggest thing in the world. But he's not, right? It's just like he's just not on that level. He should be on Messi's level for uh, how accomplished he is. But he's not because baseball is just not that famous anymore. He's huge in Japan, obviously. But the reason I want to tell this story, and I'll, I'll keep this a bit short, but a little bit of history about Shohei Otani. This is, a, this is very NIA in the sense of he willed himself. This is Jack Butcher with Ferrari. He spoke it into existence. When he was 15 years old and a prodigy in Japan. So if people don't know, Japan, a little more fun fact fan, Japan loves baseball. You're probably thinking, why the hell does Japan love baseball? Well, the Meiji Restoration, 1868, Japan opens itself to the world. It borrows some governance from Germany. It borrows some uh, uh, industrialization from the United States. It borrows a culture from the United States. There was a lot of baseball tours in the 1870s. 1920, Babe Ruth goes to the United States. Baseball becomes a huge thing. Baseball is huge in Japan. The Nippon Baseball League, the NPB, is huge in Japan. Japan, Japan won the World Baseball Classic. Shohei Otani struck out Mike Trout, his former teammate, also considered one of the 20 greatest baseball players ever over the summer. So I'm bringing this all up to say this. He's coming up in the Japanese baseball system. And he says, I want to be a two-way player. No one thinks he can do it. Japan, what's Japan known for? Craftsmanship, focus. Pick one, man. Be a batter, be a pitcher. Don't waste your talent. Get good at one thing, right? A very Japanese idea. He's like, no, I want to do both. So he goes, I'm not going to even go play in the Nippon Baseball League. He turned his back on the Japanese culture. Pissed off a lot of traditionalists. He says, I'm going straight to the MLB. I'm going to go straight to America. It's where I want to play. They'll let me play too. No one in MLB is going to let him play too. Right? It's the same deal. Specialization. This is the thing about sports now. Everything's specialized, right? Yeah. If you actually look at some of the greatest baseball football players, they are top-tier players in both sports in high school, baseball and football. Patrick Mahomes, great baseball player. But you have to pick. Or even the fact that uh, Jordan went to the MLB after. Yeah, I know he, he wasn't. Played. An elite MLB player, he but the fact he played it. professional. Yeah, yeah, he could. He, he played double A. He could probably made it if he stuck to it. But here's the point: everybody tells you to specialize. Shohei Otani's like, no, I want my dream is to do both. So he 10D chest it. He goes, I'm going to go straight to the United States. Only one team in Japan was willing to roll the dice on him, because you can draft them, and if he leaves, you wasted a draft pick on him. So basically, this team says, you know what? We think we can convince him to do it. So what they did was this. They drafted him. Even though he said, I will not come to you guys. They basically cut a deal. They went, Shohei, no one anywhere in the world will let you do both. We will let you do both. And when you're ready to leave, you tell us when you want to go to America, we will let you go from the contract. So they gave him the contract. So he went to the one team in Japan, which was willing to take a chance on him. And it wasn't even like he was an immediate all-star pitching and batting right away. But he proved 
that he could do both in one season. And that gave the MLB team, the LA Angels, the confidence to let him try both. So it was a little, little bit of 10D chessing, a little bit of him willing himself into it, which I found amazing. So anyways, contract, the last thing That's I'll say crazy. with the contract, the culture part of it, uh, 70, 100 mil over 10 years, they're, they're extending it a bit. So some of it will be paid later. And the last thing I'll add is, is he worth that? Well, Jack Butcher, what's his favorite meme? What's Jack Butcher's favorite meme? He was paid a fair... <laughs> we're selling to a oh, willing buyer right, right, right. at the fair market value, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the LA Dodgers are willing to pay it. And the reason, even if his performance might not be worth it, you know what it is worth it? The Japanese marketing and sponsorship. Japan goes gag over this guy. The LA Dodgers are already a huge brand. Jack owns a few hats. Mm -hmm. How much Cut merch do you and think I bleed merch, baby. Yeah. So there you go, boys. That's the Shohei well, Trunk, Otani that's, story. That's a great break. I'm just curious while we're talking about it, because while we were talking, I was looking up the most valuable sports teams in the world. So because it kind of relates, right? Like the only the reason they can afford to spend that much is one the salary cap, but it's in proportion to how large these organizations are and the sports are. And so the interesting thing is, you know, a lot, I mean, all of the, the largest, you know, the biggest, uh, the most valuable teams are basically American sports teams, right? Like it's NFL and then uh, MLB baseball. And it's then mostly there are, NFL, right? It's like NFL. Yeah, NFL is insane. In fact, I'm just going to share the screen because uh, this is actually kind of crazy. This graphic here. Can you guys see this? Well, this is on Forbes, so yeah, wow. I'm assuming it's fairly... It's insane, dude. Like, and this is value. And again, so I'm just curious to ask you guys, I know this is changing, like the Premier League is becoming stronger and stronger, oh, and the scale of it here is just crazy. insane because it's like all of the NFL teams are worth a lot. Oh, and so when 160 you, bill, yeah. It's crazy. And so you see, like, Dallas Cowboys are number one, 9 billion, Yankees, 7 billion. So you have to keep going, that's... <laughs> The third is Golden State, which is uh, NBA. So you have to keep going down before you see another sport that isn't American sports. So Man, what are the Dodgers, by Real, the way? Real Madrid, Real Madrid's 11. number 11, right? So, and and Man United, six, right? So you've got a few football teams, soccer teams coming in here. But I'm curious to dig into that a little bit because one, do you think that's going to keep changing as more of all of the Premier League teams are basically most of them being bought by either Americans or Arab you know, uh, oil states. So do you think that's going to change given that soccer, football is the global sport? 100, well, here's two questions. Of course it'll change, but the question is, are you saying relative? Will they catch yeah. up? Will they catch up? That, yeah, that's kind of the question. And I guess the, the my quick take on it is it can only get to that level if the US embraces the sport because this is the world's biggest market. And so until it's, at par with one of those sports, it's not really, you, you need to dip into that part of money essentially to, to get to Well, that. what I'll say this about NFL is that well, you just showed that chart, right? So combined value of all the teams, 160 bill. Insane. And it has everything to do with the US media market. The US media market is the most valuable thing mm. in the world, right? And we talked They'll about scarcity. they be showing you Doritos ads during the game. Exactly, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and if you look at any, go look at the 100 most watched uh, television things, 98 of them are NFL games. Okay, it's that just, makes sense. We're talking about attention, right? We, we opened this Otani segment with MLB has way too many games. The NFL has 16 or what if 17 games a season in the playoffs. Those are events. People want events, right? And every single NFL game is an event because it's scarce. 
So it's just nothing will compare to that. What? Well, so I'm looking that up. So I think that's obviously a massive part. But if you look at the most watched sports, of course, yeah, NFL is consistently doing it every Sunday or wherever, right? Thursday night, whenever. World Cup, right? But the World Cup is five billion people, right? Tour de France, apparently, which I still doubt this. But the three and You're a half like, billion, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, who's suspected. counted this? The World Cup, but Champions League is up there. You know, almost 400 million people. There might even be more than that. So there is, and obviously Super Bowl is, is massive, but according to this, what I'm looking at, the Champions League final is up there as well. So, so that's why I think it's not just the fact that lots of people are watching it. It's also the factor is there's the US media dollars, like yeah. you said. And then, for example, cricket is another one. Like there's a billion people. There's 2.6 billion people watching Cricket World Cup final. Right, but a billion of them are in India and Pakistan. What, I was about to say, yeah. what's the ARPU? What's the ARPU? It's like Android versus iPhone, right? <laughs> it's the what's value the per user. revenue per user? But that's the point, exactly. So that's why I think it's not necessarily just most number of people. It's a combination of that. So anyway, yeah, that I was just curious to get your take on that. Uh, anything else on that, boys? Really nice breakdown. No, We're it's great getting... to be back with the gang. Uh, guys, go. yeah. We got a, what is, what's the date today? So for listeners, 11th, we'll do a little 11th. housekeeping. So yeah, we'll be- the 11th, uh, the 12th, we'll record again on probably the 19th. And then we'll have a double record that day. Yeah, and, we'll uh, give you guys some apps and we'll, we'll share it in the Telegram. This one, I think we'll probably just try to put out a day early because we're recording it. Yeah, we will. Earlier. We'll have it out tomorrow. So we'll yeah, put yeah. it out on Tuesday um, instead of Wednesday. And then next week, most likely, it's going to be usual schedule Wednesday. And uh, the week after that. So yeah, and uh, I guess we'll we'll catch up more next week. Anything else, boys, before we lock off? No, no this is great, man. Great, nice to, great to get the crew back. Yeah, nice to have you back, Jack. And uh, cool yeah. stuff you did all week. And uh, thanks for making it. I know you, you literally just came off a plane last well, night. Thanks so for uh, good to have you here. Filling in, boys. I appreciate it. That was it. great. All right, boys. That was fun. Speak to you guys later. Thanks, everyone, being there. We'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Peace, brothers. Bye.